listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Welcome to the My Pet Podcast. I'm Beck, and I'm joined by the Vet and Pet Direct resident vet, Dr. Glenn. Hello, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to talk about one of the most common sort of ailments that um, affect our cats, especially as they get older, I guess. Um, and we're going to look at their kidney issues and kidney disease and um, renal failure. Um, so, I guess oh, I guess it's coming a little bit more prevalent. Prevalent. <laughs> Let's get the words right. Um, as Oh, maybe because our cats are living for longer these days. Essentially, yeah. Look, I usually say that if nothing else catches up health-wise with your pet cat, yes. um, it's going to have kidney troubles of some description. It just depends on how bad it gets and when. Um, but, yeah, cats just drew the short straw a little bit in the kidney department. They get um, renal insufficiency or kidney insufficiency that becomes over time uh, kidney failure. Um, because of a couple of different causes, but they just get a, a reduction in their viable kidney mass. Um, yeah. Their kidneys just become less able to to process all the crap and get it out of the system um, and keep all the good stuff in um, over time, and that becomes an increasing health issue um, as they get older. And there's a few small uh, subsets of, of genetic problems in cats that, that get uh, – earlier onset kidney troubles, um, even down to like 18 months old, you know, two month old cats, sorry, 18 months old, two year old cats um, can have uh, specific kidney problems. But in general, uh, most cats, we sort of say by the time they're, you know, eight to 10 years of age have got um, a lesser percentage of their normal renal mm-hmm. function. Like they're born with 100% and they might be running at, you know, 70 or 80% by the time they're eight to 10 years of age in a lot of cases or sometimes worse. Um, and that's tolerable and okay for, you know, a while, a of, um, yep. but the further it runs downhill, um, the, the more likely you are to develop you know, clinical symptoms and, and it shortens their life and, and can kill them when they go into full kidney failure, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when we, we keep saying kidney failure, renal failure, uh, what are we actually talking about? What's actually going on there? Yeah. The- um, essentially, the, the kidneys just losing their filtration capacity. Okay. Um, so the kidney's uh, role in the body is to get rid of get rid the of toxins out of the system. Yep. So it, it um, selectively excretes the um, toxins that build up in the body just through normal metabolism and life um, and put them in their urine, hopefully in a concentrated form, um, to get out of the body essentially um, and keep in all the good stuff that's in the bloodstream. And that's obviously keeping in the blood, um, but protein in particular mm-hmm. is very important. Um, glucose is another thing that floats around in the body. Um, so those um, good things the kidneys as a filtration mechanism need to, to keep in the system and also electrolytes and um, and water at the end of the day. I mean, you've got lots of blood supply going in um, and if that filtration mechanism is working well, um, it's a very, very effective and efficient way to get rid of waste products and keep all the good stuff in. Um, if that starts to um, down-regulate and get worse, um, which is what happens over time, um, that functionality goes away and, and obviously causes health problems at some stage down the track. Yeah. Okay. So what are the symptoms then? What are we going to be seeing? You've- can be um, quite uh, subtle at the start um, and uh, physical symptoms-wise um, 
once you start showing physical symptoms, you actually you're a fair way down the track mm-hmm. of um, of kidney troubles. You know, in people we talk about, okay, you can you know, lose a kidney or donate a kidney or something and, and get along fine. And if the other, ki- other kidney is working 100%, that's the truth. Um, so a lot of these cats um, will only start to show symptoms of um, renal failure when their kidney function is at like 60 to 50 to 40% um, of its normal capacity. When those physical symptoms start to show up, um, I mean, certainly weight loss is a large part of it. And, and when I say weight loss, it's you know, muscle, muscle loss mass, because they're, they're peeing out their protein and, and getting rid of the protein that should be staying in the system. So, I mean, a lot of the time that means they're, they're not fat either. Um, but it's just uh, that spine becomes more prominent. They're, they're just they look general. weak, don't they? They, they look weak because they yeah. are, because they're losing muscle, yeah. Um, so, again, that can be quite subtle um, at the start as a, as a physical you know, body symptom um, and realistic. It's, that, it's mostly that weight loss is the main um, symptom that their body show. Certainly, um, when you get uh, renal insufficiency happening, the body adjusts and the kidneys try and um, buy as much time as possible by changing the way they filter stuff yep. to going to basically not filtering stuff much. So they're letting all the toxins through, which is taking um, protein and glucose, the good stuff, through with it, um, and that. Uh, releases water in the urine as well mm-hmm. um, so you tend to get these um, cats that j- they just pee more essentially mm-hmm. and it's not peeing every two minutes it's it's not a cystitis style symptom as a rule unless so. they've got secondary sim- <laughs> cystitis on top which is a possibility um, but they're just peeing a larger volume larger of volumes. fluid yeah so you know if you've got a single hat cat household with a litter tray you might see that the litter tray gee that's you know I'm cleaning out more wee yes. more bigger clumps than I used to um in a multi-cat household, that can be you know, hard to pick up, or yeah. an, an indoor/outdoor cat where you're not you know, actively cleaning litter trays, um, water intake. And, you know, most cats have got a bowl that's big enough that they've got you know multi days of water there. So you know, it's hard to tell. Monitoring, sometimes. you know, is my cat drinking more? Is sometimes a bit less noticeable than you know a big dog that empties the water bucket in a day or something. Yeah, Obviously, course. that's you know more obvious. So you know, physically, that's sort of the main symptoms that we see. But unfortunately, um, that's usually a fair way down the track to. Um, problems if you're relying on physical characteristics to, to get a diagnosis sort of thing. Yeah. And that's often what is sort of the stage that they come into you at and you see a cat. It can be unless you're – People bringing in that they've lost weight. I mean, certainly there's recommendations in the veterinary community about monitoring um, urine concentration mm-hmm. you know, as a, a regular health check um, in cats. Um, anytime after, you know, seven, eight years of age, mm-hmm. um, it's probably a good idea to um, do at least an annual urine concentration test because that's one of the tests that we can do that's an early predictor of troubles and, and the earlier you can pick up on the problem, the the um, quicker you can change things and actually slow down that renal yeah. um, degeneration essentially. Yeah. So um, certainly urinalysis is a big part of it, um, routine blood tests um, and there's a couple of specific tests now that we can do um, with ratios of various um, uh, chemicals in the system that can get a, a more effective diagnosis of renal insufficiency, but um, but that yeah, urine output and urine concentration is a, is a big um, flag um, if that comes up as why is that urine so dilute? Certainly needs um, more investigation. That's for sure. Okay, so uh, what? How do you treat them? So, well, first off, I guess when you're diagnosing them, you're seeing them, you're doing blood tests and urine yep. tests. As, um, blood, blood tests and urine tests to, to see, okay, just, you know, what's their kidney function up to, try and rule out other um, complicating factors like, you know, 
they commonly get secondary urine tract infections uh-huh. because you've got urine that's, um, yes, it's more dilute, but you've got more protein and glucose in the urine, which makes um, for better food for bacteria to grow on, essentially. Um, more so female cats and male cats, but certainly male cats can still get urinary tract infections. Um, so you want to rule out you know, other factors involved. Um, ideally, you know, imaging the kidneys on an ultrasound will give you um, a better idea of what's happening with the kidneys. A lot of the time, these kidney old cats, you can feel that their kidneys just getting smaller, and that's okay. what happens. Like they just get fibrosis and scarring um, of the kidneys, and we can probably go into the mechanism of why this all happens um, a little bit later. But um, the kidneys get smaller, um, and you, know, you get a little old cat with kidneys that are half the size that a cat that side should have. You know, on palpation, on feeling their belly, um, it, it's pretty obvious what's going on, and, and you can support that with the blood test and the, and the urine okay. test to, to get your diagnosis of okay, yeah, that's what's going on. That's yeah. what it is. So, how do you treat them? There's a lot of the different medications out there these days and I guess it depends on the stage and yeah it depends on the stage um and I mean the hallmark uh, is always uh, certainly dietary manipulation to try and uh, yes. ease the stress on the kidneys and again it depends on what stage um, they're at if they've only got the start of um, insufficiency particularly if they're not clinical yet so you haven't got to the the muscle wastage muscle loss side of stage you know we're an otherwise healthy looking cat but we've got more dilute urine um, that's the time to intervene and um, certainly dietary measures there's specific veterinary diets um, that you can get that are supportive of kidney function so what the kidneys are responsible for doing, keeping in all that good stuff. Um, cats uh, classically have got a, a primarily you know, meat-based diet. Um, mm-hmm. They're obligate carnivores. Um, so that protein load in the system can actually put a fair bit of strain on the kidneys. And it's not to say that a high-protein diet for most cats isn't the right diet, but if you've got kidney insufficiency troubles, um, a high-protein diet you know, exasperates things. So the renal diets um, that are commercially available for cats um, have basically got certainly a high quality but low quantity of protein, protein. in them. Um, so it's a select protein that um, is well digestible and, and enough to you know support muscle mass and bodily functions. But a lot of the energy from the food is actually derived from fat and carbohydrate, um, which is different to, to most other you know cat foods. So that can certainly ease the stress on the kidneys. Um, they tend to be lower in phosphate because that's a you know, a problem, um, one of the electrolytes that the kidneys have got to um, to excrete, so either containing phosphate buffers or, or reduced phosphate at least. Um, some have got some other bits and pieces in there that, that help in other ways and appetite stimulants and that sort of thing um, because you know reduced appetite is certainly an issue with uh, you know, end-stage or, or mid-stage renal troubles. So these are all um, prescription diets that you're talking about, yep. what we consider prescription diets in that – Really, they should be used under instruction of a vet. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have a reason to use them in the first place, yes. realistically. Um, and there's nothing you know, specifically toxic about them for other no. pets or anything like that. I've got an old boy um, at home who's um, 22. He's getting it's very old. Good age. Um, <laughs> I picked up on his kidney troubles when he was about 11. So, I mean, he's had, you know, 11 years on renal diet, essentially. Um, and um, he's on other medications now as well. But you know, he would have been dead, I'm sure, you know, years ago if I hadn't you know, intervened and, and changed his diet over to, to just span things out, you know, keep mm. him happy for as long as possible. Sort of thing. Though, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around, unfortunately, but um, he's getting pretty lean. But yeah. he, he's happy. He still puts the others, like other cats in <laughs> place. And, and um, yeah, he's got his 
loved place in the household. But yeah, I mean, renal um, diets um, are certainly the first um, step under the guidance of your veterinarian, who essentially is the one that's going to diagnose you know the problem yes. because you can't tell at home just from symptoms what's going on um, because there's you know a skinny cat who's not doing as well as they used to that's peeing a lot. Um, that's not a diagnosis. Um, mm. You need to you know know what's going on because there's other disease processes can cause the same mm-hmm. symptoms. So, but once you've got that diagnosis, I mean, yeah, food. Um, is definitely a big part of it. Look, there are um, homemade diets available, mm-hmm. as in recipes um, available. It's pretty hard um, to make a palatable, low-protein, homemade diet. I've had um, some clients that have tried over the years and they usually end up going back to the um, the prescription sure, diets. Yep. But, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's recipes available with um, – Mostly like liver and rice mm. or liver and tapioca starch um, sort of diets, but yeah, cats being cats, it's it's, it's a bit hard to, to hide something that they don't like um, in yeah. a homemade diet. Um, but you know, it can be done. Um, but yeah, and there are, dietary change is a big part of it. There are a lot of different brands available that have a version of a kidney diet. So Correct. follow your vet's advice on that because I guess some vets have got a one that they prefer or it could be that one's specifically going to be a better um, fit for your animal. Yep, so that's right. And follow their guideline on that one. And they're all in, you know, in kibble, as in dry food and dry, also yeah, wet food wet. as well. Um, There's actually some great variations coming out now. Yeah. We've got like different flavours of wet food, that's which right. is pretty new now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it used to be there was sort of two companies. That's right. <laughs> and originally it was one company and that, that was, okay. And it was a dry I, food. I need kidney diet and that's it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I mean, dry food versus wet food. It, it realistically doesn't make any difference. Uh-huh. Um, there was, you know, twenty, thirty years ago, there was this hang up about um, I shouldn't feed dry food to my cat because it's going to decrease water intake and it's going to cause yep. kidney trouble or something like that. Um, that certainly isn't the case, um, and I don't think it ever really was the case. But it's certainly not the case now. Um, I mean, one thing to consider certainly, you know, a lot of these old cats have got um, dental issues, and and before we go any further, um, dental issues is the main cause of kidney problems at, at the at the start of the problem. Um, the bacterial load that um, cats through gingivitis and dental infections get because of their um, structure, they've, they've got not as many nephrons, not as little many little microscopic filtration mechanisms in their in kidneys the kidney. as um, as the equivalent size dog. They've only got about 200,000 of them as opposed to um, 800,000 in dogs. Which is really interesting in a whole lot yeah. of <laughs> um, so the main reason that kidneys run down is because of dental issues at the end of the day. Um, so, I mean, it makes dental hygiene and dental, you know, treats and having them chew hard stuff as much as possible and, and regular vet Cleans checks to, scales, to keep yes. their teeth clean as much as possible um, is very important because that's the main, you know, variable factor that we've got some control over to, to maintain, you know, kidney function via maintaining good Which you might health. think is really Oh, that doesn't make sense. Their kidneys yeah. and their teeth aren't related. But oh, actually, look, teeth get, have a lot to do with teeth a lot. Teeth have a lot to do with a lot. Yeah, I mean, cats, it's primarily the kidney side of things. Dogs, um, not so much the kidneys, but we see, you know, um, heart valve problems yes. and heart problems, you know, really commonly in dogs with, with crappy teeth. So um, that being said, I mean, a lot of kidney uh, kidney cats that end up with troubles, um, a lot of them haven't got normal dentition. They've either had teeth rot out or have mm. been removed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my old boy, he's been on... Um, no dry food for four years, I think, because he's only got um, four, five, five teeth left now. Um, he's got his four canines and, and one little molar. Um, 
So, yeah, so, you know, there's a product as in a a diet there that's going to be suitable um, for you. And a lot of time that's the the only thing sort of that we do um, initially if they're asymptomatic and things are going okay. Just changing the food. Changing the food and then monitoring and and seeing, okay, what's going on from there? What's the, the blood levels of those toxins in the system? Are they, you know better on the new diet which is obviously the the most um, favorable way to go um, or if you're not seeing a response then it's starting off on medication to, to help out so can you repair that kidney damage or is it now just a matter of monitoring and preventing it getting anywhere trying to slow down further deterioration and you're not going to slow down further deterioration altogether mm-hmm. um, but you're just trying to mitigate it and, and slow it down as much as possible but no they it's it's long-term kidney damage that um, isn't a short-term problem that they can grow back or recover from they can't cure Um, it yeah once it's gone it's gone with this condition it's just a matter of how much can i slow it down to to maintain that functional capacity yeah yeah so uh well continue on on the treating them i guess yeah uh we've got the food option that's the starting point basically pretty much any cat with kidney issues is going to have to change their diet yep is basically and and then from there okay what other medications do you throw on top and it depends on um what other symptoms they've got realistically Mm -hmm. because they can get pretty complicated once they start showing increasing symptoms um certainly phosphate buffers is part of it um and and that's an oral medication that you'll be advised by your vet to to put them on and these are all prescription only prescription medications medications, yeah you need um, to work with your vet for correct. this stuff. Um, to, to try and uh, sort things as best as possible to maintain that function. Um, certainly oral medications um, containing blood pressure modifying drugs um, that actually help increase the blood supply to the kidneys mm-hmm. and therefore increase the um, function of the kidneys by maximising their um, filtration effect essentially. Um, and there once a day there's a little tablet um, or half a tablet depending on the size of the cat or now it's in a liquid form as well. Oh, um, awesome. So that's, um, that's quite good. Um, as a complicating factor just because of the electrolyte side of things and, and the way um, the body works. Uh, a lot of these cats end up with high blood pressure, mm-hmm. um, which can cause uh, blindness troubles or retinal yeah, degeneration troubles. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're usually old cats as well, but but there is specific um, you know eye troubles with high mm. blood pressure essentially. So we see some of these old cats, they can end up with um, with rapidly deteriorating um, yes, vision, um, and that's one of the things that people pick up on sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that happened with my old cat. She was renal cat for yeah. a number of years and then all yeah. of a sudden and then the eyes just, go. So, she was 17 and the eyes um, went. <laughs> it's not easy sometimes, but certainly you can measure blood pressure and, and there are mm. blood pressure modifying drugs um, to, yeah. to try and reduce that side of things as well as a specific symptom. Um, and then just general supportive care. I mean, anemia is fairly common in these cats okay. because the kidneys are responsible for making um, the hormone that stimulates red blood cell production. Um, and, you know, the odd cat gets um, erythropoietin and other medications to, to stimulate red blood cell um, production. So they can get pretty complicated when they're a fair way down the track. Mm. Um, the aim is to diagnose them early, early, get them onto the right diet as early, early as possible because it makes a huge difference on, yep. on you know, realistically their lifespan and, and their quality of life um, mm. because if you can slow down you know, kidney failure, that's always a good thing. Yeah. So we talked, we quickly touched on just before some causes. So it is, is it something that we're doing as an owner? I mean, we mentioned that the dental health, we need to definitely keep up on that and make sure that's always, um, that they have good oral health and yep. hygiene. Good oral that's health. Really important. Really, so that's the main thing that you can do. So as um, an owner, we as, get them checked. As an owner, just, um, yeah, just get them checked regularly and, and um, have them eating yeah, as much hard stuff as possible. That which helps clean the teeth. Which helps the scale, mechanically yeah. clean the teeth, yeah. Um, but just, yeah. 
some cats are difficult to look in their mouths and, and yeah. you're not necessarily <laughs> going to know what you're looking at. So yeah. it's, um, it's certainly you know, a regular checkup for that dental health is, is certainly important. Yeah, um, And that's the main thing you can do, you know, is on a preventative basis, realistically, other than, you know, keeping your cat's weight at the right weight. I mean, so we don't very overweight cats have put more stress on their kidney sort of mm-hmm. thing, but you know, um, they start as very overweight, but if their kidneys start failing, they don't stay overweight for very long because yeah. the, the weight usually falls off them pretty quickly, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, what about other causes? It's um, a genetic we've touched Yeah, look, there's, there's this, it's a different um, – pathway different mechanism but certainly yep. polycystic kidney disease um, in some breeds and um, pretty short hairs and ragdolls in particular um, can be a problem and that can be a problem from an, you know, an early age and there's screening ultrasound screening um, programs and that sort mm-hmm. of thing for those specific breeds to try and um, weed that out and, and, and not have that getting passed on genetically sort of thing um, treatment wise you know it's similar um, just mm-hmm. trying to maintain kidney function again there's no you know cure for it as such um, look there's still it's some just knowing I guess yeah um, there's still some specialist vet practices that are doing kidney transplants oh, um, wow. in cats um, it's, really? <laughs> yeah look it's it, it's been, been happening for 20 years or so or so. more um, and it definitely works Doesn't but it, that's an extreme I'm guessing it's an extreme and, and there's an ethical thing because okay where's the kidney coming from as a yeah, that as healthy a, kidney as, as a donor sort of things and, and it used to be in can they live most, on one kidney um, well they can until or if that kidney starts declining over time, okay. um, which is a problem. And, and it used to be the case that I mean, the only practice that I've um, had dealings with that, that used to do it, they used to adopt an RSPCA young healthy cat and that was the donor cat and the owner of oh. the um, cat that received the transplant had to take on and adopt the donor cat as well. Um, oh. So that may or may not always you know, suit your household oh. you know, dynamics and everything else. So that was the way you, so that the, you oh. know, the donor cat stayed alive and, and was happy um, with, one but one, with one kidney but you know realistically long term I mean the donor cat's life is probably going to be shortened because mm. it's one kidney is probably going to run out um, of capacity yeah. at some stage so yeah I think it's probably happening less than it did mm. 20 years ago and just be, sometimes because you can do things doesn't necessarily mean that you should um, but yeah it's it's an ethical dilemma there somewhere I'm mm. sure yeah. Yeah, and I mean hopefully down the track there's um, you know stem cell therapies and that sort of thing are coming into veterinary medicine and, and there's a hope that um, stem cell therapy um, may be something that's going to help out these guys in the long term but you know it's all pretty theoretical and and um, experimental at this stage and a fair way from um, registered clinical use yeah okay um so like clearly your old boy who's now 22 he's lived a pretty happy and full life um for over 10 years i guess since being diagnosed with kidneys um problems so they can live quite happy happily on some form of treatment, whether that be changing the food, um, that can get them through a number of years, can't it? Absolutely. And it's, I mean, again, it's all about quality. Um, and quantity is good, but it's got to be quality That's as right. well as quantity. Um, but you can definitely you know, change their long-term um, prognosis and how long they last for in a happy state um, by intervening early. And, and I can't overestimate the, um, the the regular testing of cats over seven or eight years of age of their just their urine in particular. And know, it's not as, very as, invasive. As it's not a big deal for your cat. Just, just, so. get, just getting a urine sample. Yep. And, and that's easy for me to say, just get a urine sample. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but you can get little crystals to put in the litter tray yes. that are non-absorbent little plastic beads um, or I mean I usually yeah we have it. some collection kits yeah and collection kits um, and some cats they're happy with that and some cats not um, a lot of the time I just 
just say, you know, um, book a morning appointment and we'll give you a pet a check over and, and um, you know, make sure we can't see anything going on and, and then just borrow the pet for the day until, until, until we get a urine sample and, and, and then you know what's going on yeah. um, and just do that as a screening essentially. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's, you know, the, the cost is minimal, minimal. Um, and the benefits are huge. Once yeah. a year, is that enough or? It depends on your protocol. I mean, I'd... Ideally, I'd be happy with urine twice a year and bloods once okay. a year on a cat that's over eight years of age. Okay. Yeah, that's my sort of baseline. But um, you know, depending on people's economics and and oh. um, that sort of things, that that changes that obviously. But in an ideal world, that's what would happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you got anything else that you sort of want to add on no, that? No, it pretty much covers. I mean, it's just, yeah, look, the earlier you can get these guys, the better. Um, and if you think your cat's um, looking lean or getting skinny. Um, and, and definitely you know, the signs. Yes, old cats get skinny. Um, but, you know, just about every old cat's got kidney troubles um, um, to, to some extent. Well, it's true, actually. In our office alone <laughs> and taking in Glenn's cat, uh, I think there's like four of us upstairs yeah. that have all got cats and every – one of them yeah. has got a cat in the household that's got a kidney problem. Yeah. And that's so. the thing, I mean, we're getting better at, you know, other health preventative measures and cats are living for longer. And if nothing else catches up with them, I mean, it's probably going to be kidney yeah. troubles to some extent um, at, at the end of the day. And, and, you know, blood testing is important because there's another thing that looks pretty similar to kidney troubles, which mm. is um, hyperthyroidism in, in older cats. Um, a skinny old cat that's getting increasingly skinnier, it's, you know, more than likely got, yes, kidney troubles, but... You know, could have hypothyroidism as well, um, but there's you know, just diagnose what's going on and, and then have some options from there essentially. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's um, probably covered it all. I guess um, the biggest thing to take out of it is if you are noticing any changes in your cat's uh, urination or their eating or their drinking or their weight is the, probably the biggest thing is to um, get them into your vet and have a chat, get them checked out, some blood, some urine tests and – Go from there. Yeah, and get a get a diagnosis, then you know what you're dealing with, and and I mean the good part is, you know, it's certainly not a death sentence in the short well, or right. medium term in most cases. Um, yeah. and and the earlier you catch it, um, you know, the better off it is, and and you know, changing diet, um, you know, in most cats, you know, is a doable thing, and and they're happy yes. with it, and and if it means that they're running for longer and happier, the better. Yeah. That's right. It might only mean that change of diet for a number of years That's before right. any be, more be, intervention. Before you have to start, you know, giving medication. Yeah. The medication is getting better, and um, I mean the liquid certainly better than. Oh God. Yeah, that's <laughs> and sure. it's quite it's quite palatable. It's not much like my old boy. He's only on point three of a meal once yeah, a day. So I mean, it's, it's not much. Squirt, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, well, so that's definitely the best thing. Get him into the vet if you've got any concerns there. Um, we have uh, quite a bit more information on kidney and renal failure and diseases and illnesses in our Vet and Pet Direct Help Centre. If you wanted to have a bit more of a read up on it, as well as some other um, sort of frequent and common um, cat health questions that are in there. And as always, if you've got any more questions, shoot us through an email and we'll be more than happy to try and answer them for you. Absolutely. And um, thanks for listening. This is, once again, it's just been sort of some general um, information and advice and it may or may not suit the circumstances for you and your pet. Uh, And if you ever do have any health concerns, uh, please um, get in touch with your vet. They're the ones that will be able to help you further. Absolutely. And I guess that's it. That wraps it up for our cat renal talk. Yep. Thanks, guys. Look, Thank af- look after your old cats. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Bye. See you.